0: On this special day, when we commemorate Saint Vincent de Paul, we took the readings from the proper of the saint. And all of you who have perhaps prepared for the regular readings, I'll touch on my, in my reflection briefly. But the reason we chose the readings from the day is that Saint Vincent de Paul is also our patron, patron of our community. As you know, every religious community chooses certain patrons, be in some ways special, you know, intercessors, special guides, instructors, perhaps even in our spirituality, and so. So we have chosen Saint Vincent de Paul. Uh, I think the uh, both our founder and our renovator, especially Blessed George, considered uh, activity on behalf of the poor to be a special type of gift to us, which the Lord wishes to bestow upon us. special gift, because it is this type of sensitivity, although our charism is is, uh, focused on the mystery of the Immaculate Conception, and it is true. But, you know, if we were to look upon Mary, the lowly handmaid of the Lord, she is the one who not only manifests, but also leads us and wishes to take care of us. Even if we were to look at the mystery of the Immaculate Conception, what is that all about? God, from all, from all beginning, from all eternity, he wished that all of us would be holy and immaculate. But in order for his son to be here with us, he chose um, this lowly, as it's known as the remnant of Israel, He chose her to be the mother and and prepared her by a singular gift that he gave her in view of the sufferings of his son and preserved him from original sin so that she may truly be the beginning of new creation, not only to be the pure mother of God, but also to be the beginning of new creation which the Lord wishes to bestow upon each one of us. And so the Lord himself, when he came to this earth, He emptied himself of his divinity and became one of us. And even lower than us, he wished to be our servant. Again, once again, become lowly, weak, and humble of heart. He wished to enter into this world in the service of us, God serving us. God serving us because he knew and he knows that we are not able to help ourselves. We may become materially rich. We may become quite well known for the various things we do, but ultimately all of us are truly impoverished by by the fact is that sin has entered the world and sin humiliates, uh, humiliates us. Sin is that which causes all the difficulties and problems because we cannot cooperate with God's grace because sin is blocking it from us. So there's a poverty of spirit, there's a poverty of uh, leading to a poverty of relationships, poverty also human, human uh, material poverty. It was Pope, it was St. Vincent de Paul. He, though he comes from a poor family, but God called him to be a priest. He became priest early on in his 20s. And then, even though he was sent to take care of of both, you know, the uh, the people of God, and especially of a wealthier family, he realized that God was calling him to look at those who were materially poor, spiritually poor, in such a way where his heart went out to, to them. It wasn't just, I want to do something good for others. No, he saw in the hearts of those that he ministered, uh, a type of fa- poverty, which St. Mother Teresa would say, poverty, uh, uh, where we see Jesus himself in that person. We see we see that communion so profound that you cannot not do. You want to do, you want to be there because you want to assist and to, to help them out. This is when Jesus sends out his, his disciples. You go out, go out. I give you the power the power to overcome evil. I give you the power to expel demons all the causes of of our human brokenness and sinfulness and also go out and proclaim the gospel of the kingdom that God has entered this world and he will do, he will be the one who will take away that brokenness the sinfulness all the things which are sometimes so destructive to us that we can't help, we can't break out. How many times people call me and say, you know, there's nothing I can do. I'm, I'm so stuck, I'm, this is such a, such a brokenness, I feel, feel such a pain of being, being, uh, being uh, abused, being uh, not considered of any importance, a type of rejection. Of rejection. And so people experience that and they call and they feel that there's really no way out. They feel almost God has forgotten them. But for us, we know that God has not and never will. He sent his son so that he may may bring us to him. And so that's why he sends out his disciples, the, the disciples, and he says, go out to every village. Go out to every place, curing every disease and illness because what at the sight of the crowds his heart was moved with pity for them because they were troubled and abandoned like sheep without a shepherd this is what saint vincent de paul speaks of when he went out he saw the heart was moved with pity because they saw that he was that they saw them to be troubled the king assigned him to a particular role especially those who were uh, you know in prisons or waiting for, for, uh, for, for uh, you know, for, for death, uh, you know, on the death row. He wanted them to help him out. But it wasn't just them, he saw so many, so many who were in the same situation, and this is why he wanted to establish, because he felt that he can't do it alone, he established a confraternity of mission, which eventually became, you know, the congregation of Sisters of Charity. With the help of Saint Louis de Marillac, and then he also uh, founded the Congregational Mission for, for the priests, which which you know exists to this very day. What is the Lord asking us to do? You know, it was it was Pope John Paul II who said, "Go out to the spiritually poor. There are so many of them." not just materially poor, but spiritually poor. And, you know, Mother Teresa would say that the, wealth, you know, the wealthy nations of the first world are materially well, but however spiritually they are very poor. We don't, you know, we don't seem to be able to break out of the trappings, ideological trappings, political, all kinds of things. We cannot see racial. We cannot see things because we don't seem to be able to free ourselves out because in order for us to free ourselves from these trappings, we have to turn to the Lord. We have to open our heart to Him because only in Him we're able to see another face, the face of Christ, another face of a person who is in need of our assistance, of another person who is in need of of of, of our of, of our not only assistance in the sense of of giving them a good word, but sometimes be involved with their life. You know what oh God. St. Paul says, I am, I, am um, I cry with those who cry. I, I laugh with those who laugh. I, meaning that we, we become fully involved with, with one another. And this is why that first reading is so important. When he says, St. Paul says, all of us are in the same situation. All consider your own calling, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many powerful. Not many noble births. But God chose the foolish of this world to shame the wise, and God chose the weak of the world to shame the strong, and God chose the lowly and despised of the world, those who count for nothing, to reduce to nothing those who are something, so that no human being might boast before God. Because all of us, I need, we're human beings, we're all of us are limited. All of us have been affected by the original sin. All of us are striving for that perfection when the Lord has given us the grace. Yet, you know, as you know today that reading from Ezra, if you have prepared readings from Ezra, Ezra is looking at his own nation and he sees the brokenness of his own people, the sinfulness of his own nation, the weaknesses. And there he is with a cloak and mantle torn in a, in a, in a spirit of, of of, of spiritual poverty before God. He stretches out his hands and says, God, my God, I am too ashamed and confounded to raise my face to you. Oh, my God, for our wicked deeds are heaped up above our heads and our guilt reaches up to heaven. From the time of our fathers, even to this day, great has been our guilt. And for our wicked deeds, we have been delivered up we and our kings and our priests, to the will of the kings of the foreign lands, to the sword, to captivity, to pillage, to disgrace, as is the case today. But you, Lord, despite our, destroyed our sinfulness, despite our indifference, despite the fact that we have chosen other gods, idolatry, but now you have shown us your mercy. Mercy came to us from the Lord who left us a remnant gave us the stake, a stake in this holy place. You gave, gave uh, you gave us the gifts which you don't deserve, even though we were slaves, and yet you did not abandon us. Rather, you turned the goodwill of the kings of Persia toward us. Thus, he has given us a new life to raise again the house of our God and restore its ruins and has granted us a fence in Judah and Jerusalem, meaning you have given us protection. This is what the Lord is asking us today, even though we do have a great model in the saint, Saint Vincent de Paul, but we are to continue the mission of Christ into this world today. How do we go about? First of all, we have to open ourselves more and more to prayer because there's a sin in us, there's brokenness, fears, worries. Uh, trappings, addictions, and so therefore we have reduced the capacity to open open ourselves to the grace that God wishes to bestow upon us. You know, we receive the Eucharist sometimes and we don't even know whom we have received. We pray and we're distracted in prayer. We see, you know, another person who is in need, perhaps of a phone call, and we were just too, you know, either too preoccupied, too lazy, too tired, whatever it may be, and we seem to have no energy, no, no, no capacity to reach out. So the Lord is asking us, I will give you everything for the asking. God gives us the graces even when we don't ask, but when we ask, then he can, he can work through us in a more powerful way. What else can we do? allow ourselves to be imbued with the grace of God through this eucharist as we all of us i know i know i'm not i know that you're here i know because you love the lord i know that you wish to cooperate with grace I, this is not something new but it's like you know again and again as we read the scriptures each day you know because our human mind has a short memory even if we're not too old we still have short memory we don't remember things so we need these ongoing reminders as you know, remember, the world knows about that. That's why advertising industry keeps pounding and pounding and pounding so that we will remember. So next time we go to a store, we will pick up the products that they ad- advertise. They know how human beings are. They know they have good psychologists behind the ad- advertising industry. As a matter of fact, as you know, Freud's um, nephew was, was the, fa- father of, uh, the founder of our advertising industry and he received a lot of good points from his uncle, you know, Sigmund Freud. Uh, but, so we know how human beings are, so that's why the Lord, too, gives us this cycle of, of, you know, liturgical year, so we can go back again and again to deepen our knowledge, deepen our love, deepen our commitment, and, 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 and the instructions. But because the Lord gives us the saint today, he gives us the readings, We're invited to deepen ourselves. How else can we cooperate with him? How else can we offer ourselves on behalf of others? Yes, it's prayer, intercession for others. It's the Eucharist, the sacramental life that we can realize what we are not doing. You know, a good examination of conscience is very important for us, but that we may be able to go out. I remember one gentleman who who um, he, he 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 finished his retirement. He was an accountant, an accountant, a really well-known accountant, and and he uh, he said that after he uh, went on retirement, he felt like he was not doing anything. He wanted to do something something good, and so the priest was was uh, uh, at the end of the mass. You know, for, for two Sundays in a row he was asking for some volunteers to minister to prisoners. And, and, um, and, you know, the second time the priest announced, you know, the thought came to him. He says, maybe you should volunteer. And he says, no, 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 I'm not, I'm no good. I'm a you know, book man, you know, I was good keeping books. I'm, I'm no good, there's no way, I can't do it. And he says, so he made a decision. He says, I'm gonna ask my wife for the would." you know, tell me whether I should join, because this priest seemed to be, you know, kind of begging people to volunteer for, for ministry, prison ministry. And so finally what he does is he asks his wife, and, and his wife says, honey, that would be great. And he says, she says, my heart sank, because I felt that what is she doing to me? She knows me better, I'm no good. I'm not, I'm, I have a hard time even talking with people. I have felt." You know social skills and everything else so he's trying to tell himself that he doesn't fit the bill and so so finally i spoke with him and he was doing this ministry for seven years already and he says you know if it wasn't for my wife who thought she's going to discourage me i would have never done this in my life but he says but i realize how great this work is it's for me i'm the one who receives from those who I supposedly I'm supposed to minister to, and he says, you know, God has been gracious to me for doing this, this type of invitation, and and you know, so here's someone who, who didn't think that he was able to do any type of work, yet this is what he did. Uh, I have another example because you know, uh, you know, in our own community, and this is maybe this is why our, uh, our Vincent de Paul is our patron. Is that when we do missions, when we go out in Brazil or wherever, we start a mission in right at the heart of, you know, the favelas or those slums, and they're not slums like our slums. Our slums are luxury; it's like a middle-class life. The slums there, there's nothing. You know, there's nothing. Meaning, they live under, you know, under plastic cover. There's no no housing. There's no, no streets. Uh, there's no running water, there's no sewer, everything is just really a huge mess. And I watch our own people because I could see the various parishes that we establish always starting in a slum and and how the gospel message, how the gospel good news helps people, how we can organize not only a place to, uh, some place to to worship, but then clinics and, and schools and playgrounds and everything else you know, and it slowly grows and how it can transform the gospel, the gospel message of love, care for those who are really in bad situation, how gospel is able to help them out and bring them out of the poverty into a into a type of a dignity that everyone seeks and desires. I remember one of the worst worst uh, some areas I went into and it was all, you know, it was a place protected by by the uh, by, by the uh, drug drug dealers, so then police couldn't even get there. But we had to go into the heart because we want to celebrate mass, and I was supposed to also come to know it as I was involved with promoting uh, resources for missions. Um, we went there. so first of all, we had to pre-advertise ourselves. that we were going there, and then we could see all the, you know the the guards kind of sort of have hiding with ak forty seven weapons. Um, and then we went through this very narrow path, um, uh, really, really, in, really bad, bad, uh, bad road. Actually, there's no road, but I'm just saying it's like a clay path, walking to the church. We celebrated mass there, and I could see, I saw these walls, like almost eight feet high walls, and he says, what are they? He says, this is where we keep children from, from being shot at, so for protection. You know, this is the the reality that sometimes we have to deal with. But do we see how God can work through us, weak as we may be, whatever we do, asking the Lord, how else can I help? How else could I, uh, you know, open my heart to those who are in need? And the need is not just material, but above is spiritual. How can we encourage people to go to confession? How can we encourage people to go to Mass? How can we encourage people to pray. What can we do for them, those who are in distress, how we can reach out to them? That's the invitation to us, from us today. May the Lord then today through this Eucharist and through his word, word that gives us instructions and the Eucharist that is the very presence of Jesus, that he comes to us, that we may honor him, we may love him, but let us ask him also how else can we assist those who are in need? What else could we do? And then at the end, not only will the Lord reward us for the work that we have done on behalf of those who are in need, but He'll reward us with eternal joys in heaven as we partake of the divinity and the future, future glory.
1: Are you a Marian helper?